0: To the Eyes on Big podcast, your number one growing Big Ten f- football specific podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey the
1: Greek. Partner in crime here is. This is Big Kurt. You're on Twitter, Big Kurt? I am. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter. That's Big with a 1, Kurt with a K, at B1GKURT.
0: Mine's a little bit easier. It's Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. Not too bad. Um, we are. Out there,
1: we are on all platforms. We're mm. on iTunes, Stitcher, we're on Spotify. You can go to Podbean, or you can go to eyesonbig.podbean.com.
0: So you yeah, you share the podcast, you rate the podcast, tell you subscribe to the pod- podcast, you tell your buddies, you do all that stuff.
1: And also, please interact with us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most fun part. We
1: we want to know your thoughts.
0: Um. Yeah. So, anyways, we got week two in the books of college football, Big Ten football. Um, as we mentioned last week, going into it was going to be a lot of close contests, and that's pretty much what played out on the field. Yeah, indeed. Um, but for me, just looking at this uh, from a strictly personal level, because you know I'm a very important person in my life, mm. uh, I enjoyed my weekend a great deal. Um, tell us about your weekend. Yeah. So. About four hours from from home and uh, Iowa City, so you go down Friday night. You drop the the kid off at mom and dad's house so he can hang out with grandma and grandpa. You go to the high school football game. You watch your high school ranked team beat another ranked team, beat their socks off in on home so, during homecoming. What was the score? Uh, I think it was like thirty three to fourteen. Not bad. Yeah. Um, and then the probably the coolest part is you go and have beers in the head coach's garage after the game. I've done I'm that. In, oh, yeah. I'm, like, invi- I'm, invi- I'm in the club. I'm in the high yeah. school coach's uh, uh, garage
1: club. I've done that like 12 years after graduation. Yeah. And just gave hell to all my coaches that used to just, you know, tear me a new one. Right, right. Oh, it was yeah. fun. That's the fun part. Doing shots with them. Yep.
0: Um, but, you know, get to bed pretty early on Friday night. Get up. Get down to Iowa City. Four o'clock kickoff, so I didn't have to get down there too early this time around. Um, as you know, uh, in my advancing years, I am almost exclusively a uh, bourbon and uh, red wine connoisseur. That's yeah. what I use to. Whereas to I'm tip a back.
1: beer connoisseur, but also bourbon. Right. Beer first, beer to bourbon.
0: Yeah. And I'm then bourbon first. Bourbon to wine. wine. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, I drank 15 yellow belly cores, buddy. Yellow Oof. bellies. No, not, 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 in, so like not in. the banquet beer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I would take the banquet beer over Coors Light. Yeah, no, Coors Light's tasting. Yeah.
0: Like, it's like metal shavings in a can. Is what so you like. actually counted the beers. Well, it was a 15 pack, so and they were all gone. So nice. Yeah. Cans. And cans. Yeah. Well, Oof. see, Oof. but that's, the thing, that's the thing about tailgating. You, True. I'm not making old fashions for myself. That's no. <laughs> a tailgate. Well, I'm proud of you. Yeah, well, I, that's what you do. You, you drink you drink beer. And I just want to make it known I drank beer from, you know, basically high school on. But at some
1: point, I don't know, it just stopped agreeing with me. Well, but remember the first time I saw you drinking a beer? No. Uh, we were watching ball games. Yeah. And you went and you grabbed a Guinness. And yeah. And you sat down and I thought to myself, well, what's he doing with a Guinness? Is he just going to give me a Guinness? <laughs> and then you sit down, you put it in front of yourself and you open it. I'm like, well, this is getting interesting. Yeah. And then you started pouring it into a glass. And I still didn't know what the hell was going on. And then you drank it. And I said, what are you doing? And you said, well, I'm drinking a beer. And I said, well, I've never seen you drink a beer before. Yeah. This is just very good. I just
0: want you to know there are people that have, like, come in and out of my lives that I considered good friends that probably only saw me drink beer had, in, in my 20s. That's See,
1: that's strange to me. I know.
0: I know. But we all have to grow up someday. I haven't yes. done that yet. I'm just saying we all, we all have to. But... Uh, yeah, then um, it's the Iowa State game. We have a great tailgate spot. The weather was perfect. Uh, the game was like watching two old people screw. Up, quite honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 outcome like was like what...
1: climbing the obstacle. Watching <laughs> yeah. two old people screw.
0: Um, but the outcome is what you're looking for. Um, couple rivals that uh, you don't want to see win. They didn't win games. It's just you got to look back on these weekends and say, hey, that is an overall fantastic weekend. So what was the crowd like? It was electric, man. Yeah, um, it seemed like it. And uh, uh, and mostly if anybody's listening to this, I just want to listen to it as the college football Saturday. That That is why it's fantastic. Laughing at the tailgate, drinking beer, eating the food, going to the game, come back everybody's the best offensive and defensive coordinator, you know, in the general vicinity on what we right. should have done differently during yeah. the game, break it down. You, you have a couple of and then everybody goes home. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I
1: had a slightly different Saturday than you. I woke up. Don't remember what time, but started watching pregame, like nine ish, Watched the 11 AM, Watched the Iowa game onto to Illinois. Actually started feeling guilty. Went to bed at, I don't know, eleven ish, maybe eleven thirty. Okay. Just laid there, couldn't sleep. The wife's asleep. Got out of bed, turned on, Michigan went down State. to watch Michigan State yeah. and Arizona State. Didn't have a beer all day, but it was a fantastic day.
0: I don't know where the guilty part come from. That would be my only uh, playing psychologist there. I would just, I would just get that guilty part <laughs> straight all right, I'm gonna, out of there. I'm going to
1: try to suppress the guilt from now on. <laughs> all right, should we get on to the? The weekly Eisman candidates. <laughs> All right. Eisman time. Great. So we. And, inter- and it, so just could be a new listener, whatever. We Right. We introduced the Eisman trophy last week. Um, not the Heisman, but the Eisman. Apparently, there's some Get award it, they give we're out. That's worthy. The Eyes The Eyes on the the eyes Big, on big pod- podcast. <laughs> Apparently, there's some award they give out in New York, which yeah. is a total ripoff of our award. Ours is the Eisman. So we go through the best performers of each week. At the end of the year. The Greek and I will come up with a single Eisman Trophy winner, winner. which is the most outstanding Big Ten player of the year. So how many we got this week? So we're going to go with four. Okay. Okay, first one, Dwayne Haskins from The Ohio State University, quarterback, 20 of 23 passing for 233 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Next, Jonathan Taylor, University of Wisconsin, running back, 33 carries for 253 yards, That is an all-time high for Jonathan Taylor in the weight room. We would call that a PR. And he also had three TDs. Stevie Scott, the Indiana Hoosiers running back, 31 carries, 204 yards and a touchdown. And then finally, Trace McSorley, Penn State University quarterback. Not great stats, but the guy just makes great plays, right? I think I told you earlier today we're going to put McSorley on there just because he's awesome. 14 of 30, 145 yards, two touchdowns passing, also had a touchdown running. So that's our Eisman breakdown for the week. Who is your personal choice for the weekly Eisman? My personal choice, not even close, Stevie Scott, Indiana running back. They would not have won this game without Stevie Scott. Remember last or on the preview show we said who was going to tote the rock for IU? Well, guess who it is? It's Stevie Scott, and he ran for 200 yards. Great performance.
0: Um, I said on the last podcast, the last Eisman, I wouldn't make a point to disagree with you. If I agreed with you, mm-hmm. I would just agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Here. I mean, Because I also said last week, I want to pick a guy that does things in tough spots. Mm-hmm. Um, they're nothing against Haskins. The dude is a legitimate, uh, the other award that they give out, contender at this point. Right. He is absolutely. That won in New York. Right. So, um, you know, no offense to Rutgers, but it it seems that he probably had a well, little so bit of a talent uh, uh, advantage. Going and let's not again. forget
1: he played Oregon State last week. Correct. So two of the. Yep. And two. then
0: you could kind of say the same thing with uh, Taylor. I mean, 253 yards and three touchdowns is no- nice, nothing yeah. to to sneeze at. But I just love the fact that third string running back freshman comes in, has to do this for his team, and he rips off 200 yards. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's. So he's my weekly Eisman as well. Yeah, and I think so. you'd
1: agree. They're not winning that game without
0: him, right? No, I without that performance. No, I no don't mean, yeah. Big big deal. And that's not yeah. going against a you know directional Michigan. No, this is a ACC ACC school, opponent. Right. So that's that's another reason too, where I think you gotta give him the mm-hmm. weekly Eisman. So congratulations, congratulations, Stevie Scott. You will receive absolutely nothing in the mail <laughs> from us, but <laughs> some somehow it'll make it back to you and I'm sure you're gonna get it. A hearty very, handshake. Very, exactly. Way
1: to go, Stevie Scott.
0: All right, man. Should we go ahead and uh, jump into the games here? Yeah, let's start. So first one up, uh, again, we're kind of going pretty much much chronologically from uh, 11 o'clock kickoffs uh, down to the game of the week. Uh, First up is one we sort of just touched on was... uh, Wisconsin, New Mexico, Wisconsin won 45 to 14. Total offense, 568 yards for Wisconsin, 211 for New Mexico. Mm. And New Mexico had actually looked pretty good on offense coming into that game. Uh, As we mentioned, Jonathan Taylor, big day. Um, Funny because I set, I don't know if you saw, but I set the over under at 225 on Twitter last week.
1: Oh, and, did and you my, do that? Because yeah. you had guaranteed two hundred yards. Yeah, remember that.
0: And I said I wouldn't be surprised if you went for three hundred. So just over my two twenty-five at two fifty-three. Uh-huh. Uh, Hornibrook, one forty-eight. Okay. You know, one touchdown, yeah. one one pick. Right. I mean, I, you know, at this point, it's like I don't even know what we're expecting Hornibrook to to look like.
1: I expect him to mostly be pretty good, but then every now and then throw an atrocious pass. Well,
0: but I'm saying, are we? aren't we expecting him to look you know perfect when they're playing the lesser competition or
1: i don't think he's ever going to look perfect okay. even against the lesser competition my big question in this game why do you run Jonathan Taylor thirty three? Yeah, times? I saw a lot
0: of people on Twitter kind of, kind of blowing up Paul Chris for that. Yeah. yeah. You
1: got two good running backs behind. I,
0: him. I will say, I mean, I was uh, our tailgate spot is is sweet and there's a gigantic T V and sound system right mm-hmm. in our our outdoor spot there. And I mean the game was still somewhat contested into the third quarter. It's not like this game was, you know, forty two to so. three forty two to seven at halftime or something like that. But, but.
1: when Taiwan deal comes into the game, it's not like they're, they're – it's, it's not an enormous drop-off. Off. He's still a pretty good running back, yeah. right? You're yeah. still going to win the game. Right. I mean, after the I, – I never understood why they kept giving him the ball yep. into the third, even fourth quarter. Um.
0: But anyways, it's another game where uh, Wisconsin was a 35-point favorite. Right. I I took Wisconsin to cover. They barely didn't cover, but that's
1: a, that's a loss for me. I had the W there. Took uh, New Mexico – a couple of things. Taylor did fumble again, yeah, yeah. which is, is kind of his Achilles heel. And, you know, I kind of forgot that Bob Davie is the coach mm-hmm. at New Mexico. And I saw him there, and I thought, why is he still coaching? I loved him in in Loved him in the he booth. He was great, right?
0: Oh, I loved him in the booth.
1: Why is he bothering with this? I, why, just why, why, yeah, why do you need the stress? Right. Yeah, you got plenty of money. Which is how I feel about John Gruden, but that's – for another podcast i suppose yeah. all
0: right moving on to uh game number 2 uh so when when michigan looks bad they're michigan but when they look good they're michigan and michigan beat western michigan 49 to 3 michigan amassed 451 yards of total offense to western michigan's 208 i don't know if you remember the last podcast but i said you watch michigan is going to Run the ball and not allow Western Michigan to get 208 yards. So, dang it, they got they got 208. So you I said was they would get prophetic. 200. Yeah, I was okay. almost and prophetic. 200, but thoughts?
1: Uh, well, first thought, uh, we did have a Shea Patterson sighting, mm-hmm. which was pretty exciting. Um, I think, I, I think we're starting to see what Harbaugh wants to do with him, or at least maybe Harbaugh learned what he wanted to do with Shea Patterson is get him on the move. Like just just having him be a pocket quarterback. That's not what he does. He's not Wilton Spate. Not that Spate did it that well. Jerry DiNardo, I he had a comment that I that really hit home with me. Okay. Shea Patterson will use his legs to throw, not run. Hmm. Which yep. I never yeah. watched a lot of him at Old Miss, but when he was doing well, he was on the run, making throws on the run. I yep. thought that was a great point by DiNardo.
0: Um I don't think there's any question that when Johnny Manziel was, you know, winning a Heisman, I think it was pretty much sandlot football that they were running. They mm-hmm. basically just let him get out of the pocket. Yeah, obviously he had some kind of idea what routes the the wide receivers were running, and he threw it. I think that's pretty much what you need to do with Shea Patterson. He does not need to be a complicated offense. He does Um, very well. The the other side, getting him out of the pocket also helps when you don't have an offensive line that's that's playing very well. Yeah, the offensive line is still
1: struggling there.
0: I still think, though, along with that, the number one goal that uh, Harbaugh wants to do, that Khaki Pants wants to do, is, is run the ball. Um, Karan Higdon went for 156 yards. Captain America, Chris Evans, had 86 yards and two touchdowns. Michigan wants to run the ball. If they can run the ball, they're go- that's how they
1: put points up. Well, and let's point out that he was still under center quite a bit. They were still running a lot of power football. That's obviously what Harbaugh wants to do in the future. But in the meantime, he still needs to just get yep. Shea Patterson on the move. Yep. I agree. Um, um, and, by the way, congratulations to the Michigan program for throwing a touchdown pass to a wide receiver for insane. the first time in almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, just under a year. That's insane. 364 days.
0: Crazy. When you think about the crazy wide receivers, talented wide receivers, they, they used to just be a wide receiver, NFL wide receiver factory. Yeah. They just, they just popped them in every other year. But – so I had I I felt great about Michigan covering in the uh, 27 and a half. I I got the easy W there.
1: I went with Western. Got the L.
0: Got the L. So yeah,
1: picked up the big L there.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting one and one at this point. Um so now and then I'd want to point one out too as, well. uh, as far as the podcast goes, we're we're just go- you know, we're going against the spread. If I throw out an over under in the in the late week podcast, it, you know, it's just a uh, Leave it here or not, but we're not going to recap the uh, the overrunners, just so you know. Okay. All right, so uh, next up uh, is Eastern Michigan-Purdue. Mm. Got an issue here. Eastern Michigan 20, Purdue 19. Something kind of interesting. Purdue had 476 yards of total offense to Eastern Michigan's 416. Mm. So Purdue actually outgains Eastern Michigan, um, but... Uh, uh, David Blau did not look great. Elijah scindelating did not look great for Purdue. Um, Rondell Moore only had 65 yards of total offense after just going off in week one.
1: So I think we see what happens when you neutralize Rondale Moore. There's just not a whole lot of other weapons there, right? Correct. Yeah.
0: And, um, what was shocking is that, uh, Eastern Michigan only, uh, put up 20 points, um, as we mentioned last week, Tyler Wiegers, former Iowa quarterback, he had 312 yards passing in he, the game. You know what he looked
1: like? A Big Ten quarterback.
0: He really did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked at the beginning of the year that we saw a lot of issues on paper yeah. with Purdue. So, and, 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 you know, I just felt like everybody was – romanticizing the Purdue Boilermakers because they were a good story last year
1: and like because maybe, Jeff Brome, Brome, Brome Right, greatest coach ever Maybe Dave Revson, are we making some sort of reference to him here? I think
0: there's a lot of references to a lot of people on Twitter or on TV that maybe over Brougham themselves so, a little bit.
1: I like Dave, but I'm pretty sure he cried himself to sleep last <laughs> night after Northwestern lost and his man crush got, you know, embarrassed by Eastern Michigan.
0: All right, so uh, I had Eastern Michigan in the points in that game, so that was I a pretty, pretty easy win for pretty, me. Pre- so. Pretty,
1: pretty, uh, pretty embarrassing yeah. uh, game for me. But let's point out. Hold on, we we gotta we gotta talk about this. So Cornell Jones, linebacker for Purdue, had another horrible, costly penalty to prolong a drive in which Eastern Michigan scored on. Remember yeah. the first game, Lorenzo Neal did the same thing. Fa- or rewind even further back, DJ Knox had another uh, penalty, a celebration penalty, which I thought was a bad call. He just slid in the corner of the end zone. So instead of taking the ball for the extra point from the three, they got a 15-yard penalty, so they had to kick. They couldn't go for two. That was the difference between... The yeah, they, w- they could have potentially gone for two and been up three points. Two enormous mistakes, and... Here's something that stood out to me. <clears throat> All right. Normally, when I read synopses of games, I pretty much ignore <laughs> any quotes from players yeah. oh. or coaches. But Jeff Brom said this, quote, there are some players that just don't quite get it. I'm really disappointed the discipline part has hurt us. That starts on me. I don't know why we would do such stupid things in key moments two weeks in a row on both sides of the ball. That's very embarrassing. Wow. Wow. He's just calling people out right there, right? That's
0: just straight up. Yeah. That's almost like uh, NFL style going after your right. teammate or coach in, in the media type of deal. He's pissed off. Yeah. He's no doubt not happy with this one 2 nope. start. All right, uh so that brings us up to another one that's not going to be fun to listen to for a lot of our uh uh Big 10 uh, Eyes on Big 10 podcast listeners. Northwestern 7, Duke 21. Again, mm-hmm. Northwestern 381 yards of offense, Duke 301. So the Big 10 team has more yards, but what can Northwestern not do? they can't turn the ball over. They cat they got to win that turnover battle. Two turnovers for Northwestern. That's just not how they do it. You know, Thorson is still on that that pitch count deal, right. which I understand, and just above all, I mean, it's sad to see it, it's just not Clayton Thorson this year.
1: Well, it's not Clayton Thorson, but I think it goes beyond that. They just don't really have deep threats on that team. Um, they they've got Larkin to run the ball, but nobody stretches the field vertically for this team, and th- I think that's that's where they really ran into trouble. They got down by two scores, so they kind of had to throw the ball, and they just had no one to go to. And we should also point out that Cam Green, their their uh, I think they call it the Superback, got ejected from the game for targeting. Yeah. That hurts them. with With that guy out of the game, their offense is totally different. The
0: superback's always been huge for Northwestern's
1: offense. Um, we should talk about the targeting though a little bit. Yeah. So Cam Green goes out of the game for targeting, and and according to the rule, it he he definitely violated it. It was like a crown of the helmet okay. to the other guy's helmet. But this is an offensive guy. It was on an interception, right? So he's not. He's now be, he becomes a defensive player. He's not used to. He's not coached to tackle. Mm -hmm. And he just hits the guy. He's out of the game. So then he does the walk of shame. But they didn't do the walk of shame very well. They were supposed to, like, walk him out slowly. They let him run out, so there was less time to shame him. I had my little bowl of of rotten produce next to me that I was throwing at the TV. I'm not sure if that had any effect. But then what do you think happened the next play after that? What happened in the very next? Play, it was a touchdown pass. Sure, fifty-yard touchdown pass. Yep. What did I say in my little rant preseason? This is a game-changing call every time, every freaking time. Yep. The first play, it was a touchdown.
0: It's a. I mean, typically this shouldn't be changing games. No, but it does. No, and this guy shouldn't have to sit out the next two quarters of the next game either. That's well, just so it was stupid. first half, I believe. Okay. So he
1: sits out the second half. He can play next week. Okay. He doesn't get suspended.
0: Um, one thing I do want to point out is, I mean, at least you give Northwestern credit. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good opponent that they played Absolutely. Out, of, out of conference. I mean, Duke is, is no slouch. I mean, I, I said last week, I, I mean, just to foreshadow, you a little, I, I took Duke and the points. I mean, I knew this was a good team. They had a, a good defense. They had a good quarterback, Daniel Jones, their quarterback had three touchdown passes. I do think yeah. That kind of does point out some some issues that Northwestern's having on defense right now too.
1: Yeah, their defense they just haven't looked that no, good. no, not as good as as build. And and if we can just go back to offense for a second, they marched right down the field in their first series and scored a touchdown. Do you know what they did after that? Uh, five punts, four turnovers on downs, two interceptions, and end of half. They wow. did absolutely nothing after their first possession. Wow. I don't know what that means.
0: No, it means Duke adjusted, mm. and that's what happens sometimes in
1: games. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, up next, would I would think, we, did we decide this is probably the Big Ten game of the week right yeah, here? Yeah,
1: Colorado and Nebraska, for sure. This is Big Ten game of the week, or it turned out to be anyway.
0: So Colorado 33, Nebraska 28. Nebraska, no no issues on offense. They had 565 mm-hmm. yards of total offense. Colorado almost had 400 yards of total offense. So how do you lose a game at home on Scott Demigod Frost's first game when you have a 175-yard average? Three turnovers will do it.
1: Yeah, and – and let's also point out that Nebraska had 329 yards rushing to Colorado's 44. Yeah. It's hard to lose a game with those kind of numbers. It's staggering. Not to mention the defense for Nebraska looked like a totally different defense. Definitely looked – I'll say uh, what I'm,
0: I think I see out of Nebraska for mm-hmm. their defense is the defensive coaches sometime last spring or this fall said, listen – we are not going to stop uh, offenses cold mm-hmm. by just playing base defense and just and just, you know being more physical. We are going to blitz. We're going to gap, yep. and we are we because they either it was feast or famine with their defense all day. The uh, uh, yeah. Colorado's offense a lot of times was in third and nineteens. Yes, they, or right. or they didn't even get to second down because they would pop a twenty-seven mm-hmm. yarder. That that is, I believe, what you're going to see out of Nebraska's defense most of this year it's not going to be a decent this defense that statistically is going to look that good for yardage right i think they'll be very high up for sacks and probably turnovers because that's the game they're going to try well, to they play had seven sacks in this game. seven sacks in the that's game
1: freaking amazing
0: that's that's going to be the game I mean, that they're playing totally
1: different defense to me totally like just revitalized aggressive active i, I loved watching it
0: but a lot of of They're turnovers and boneheaded plays, they had a lot of yeah. bad penalties in the in the game. They did have that.
1: Now let's go over to offense. Adrian Martinez looked great. Yeah, I think. Yep, um, as good or better than advertised.
0: I, I probably the part that I was um, most impressed with was just mm-hmm.
1: his arm. His arm looked good. His arm looked amazing. Yeah, and he went out of the game, limped off the field, which brings me to this point. Tristan Jebbia, what
0: were you thinking? You would have played first week of the season. First week of the season. You'd be
1: in... One of the most iconic stadiums in front of 90,000 people. Playing in a rivalry. In a rivalry game. Had a chance to go in. Shame on you. Yeah. Just shame on you. And, you know, I shouldn't be too harsh on the guy. Maybe there's other things going on. But, man, I just wish he had not transferred.
0: Yep. I think a lot of Nebraska fans probably agree with you. Um, This was one of my favorite plays of the week, which was Nebraska covering the three and a half. So that's a big L for me.
1: Yeah. So I had uh, uh, Nebraska as well. Yet another L. By yeah. the way, Big Kurt had a horrible week. I I, I was kind of <laughs> looking at the sheet over there. I see a lot of L's. <laughs> a lot of L's, not a lot of W's. <laughs> All
0: right, so we will move on. now we go to uh, the, the only uh, Big Ten game of the week for both teams are concerned. Ohio State, 52, Rutgers, 3. Ohio State amassed 579 yards of offense. That is the most yards in the Big Ten, again, for the second straight week. Rutgers had 134 yards of total offense. Um, You know, it's funny, uh, re-listening to the podcast, we basically mapped out and gave all the (laughs) reasons why Ohio State would be the the play to use. Uh, Don't trust a freshman quarterback going into the horseshoe for the first time. Um, is it possible that Ohio state could put 35 points up at halftime? Yeah, it's, it's pretty possible. It's possible. Um, um, You know, right now, the level of play that Ohio state has had as far as defenses and, and offenses that they're facing hasn't been off the charts, but you're, you're supposed to look really, really good when you uh, play lesser competitions. They've looked really, really good so far.
1: Here's what I have to say about this game. I'm just really disappointed in Rutgers. I thought their defense would look better. I did, too. I did, too. And they couldn't bust a grape on defense, couldn't stop anybody at any time in the game. And you can't even get a garbage touchdown in this game. I was – now, granted, Artur went out of the game with an injury. But, man, I was just expecting a little bit more from Rutgers. But, I,
0: you know, I actually heard Jerry Denardo bring up some really good points. He's like, if this isn't a competitive game – you really got to start – he said this before the okay. game started. He's like, as a Rutgers coach, I would be very weary of keeping key players because my goal this year is to get to six wins and get to a bowl yeah, game. Yeah, it's
1: a good point. So, But I, I don't think they held anybody back. I mean, I saw th- – they have a pretty veteran defense, right? I saw a lot of seniors out there in the defensive backfield, especially sometimes getting torched. Although there was a freshman out there, Avery Young, got beat deep twice yeah well and
0: another part of it is on offense right now Dwayne Haskins and that passing game are doing everything correct I mean he's got Paris Campbell and a slew of other right. receivers to that let's also to
1: bring up Tate Martell yeah Tate Martell they put the backup in mm-hmm. he was 10 for 10 passing it's insane yeah yeah a I fresh or no he's a sophomore so, out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas
0: we're not going to go off on a rant here but I'm just wondering if this is going to be a storyline um one the the only real knock you can have on Urban Meyer as far as X's and O's in the past is he hasn't had that vertical passing game type of aspect, hardly at all. Now, ironically, when they went on the run for the college football play, Cardell Jones. Yeah, it, Jones. it went all the way down to Cardell Jones. But yeah. I'm just saying he tried to replicate that again after that the next year with Cardell Jones. It did not look no. good. He eventually just had to go back to JT Barrett and the more, you know, yep. option throwing type of deal. Yep. Um is there going to be a situation where, you know, People are are uh, questioning how uh, Urban Meyer is going to now handle the quarterback, the offense, that type of thing, when he comes back in. Is Ryan Day really the one that's that's calling all the plays and and is the you well, know, we know he the... is calling the play, right? I'm just yeah, saying, like, is I I just wonder if there's going to be any kind of questions like that when when Urban comes back.
1: I don't think so. Okay. I think they're just going to keep chugging along. But basically. The, the moral of this game was men versus boys. It was, they just got their butts kicked.
0: All right. Uh, I, I moving didn't on. Like see it either. No, 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 no. I think we both wanted to see a, a closer yeah. game for, for Rutgers. All right, moving on. We had the Iowa state cyclones traveling into Iowa city to play the Hawkeyes barn burner here. Yeah. Iowa 13, Iowa state three total offense for Iowa, 271, you think that's bad? Well, Iowa State had 188 yards of total offense for my um, – so the first drive of the game, Iowa okay. State moves down the field uh-huh. like a hot knife through butter through okay. Iowa's defense, get all the way to the one-yard line. On fourth and one, they're going to go for it, false start, okay? Okay. And they wind up kicking the field goal to make it 3-0. Uh-huh. So there's 66 yards of total offense. Right. So if you do a simple math from – the first drive of the game till the end of the game, Iowa State amassed a whopping 122 yards yeah. of total offense.
1: Similar to the Northwestern game, really. Yeah, what they did offensively. It, yep. So uh, ISU had 19 yards rushing. Yep. Now you got to you got to factor in
0: there was four sacks in the yeah, game. Yeah, the sacks, of course. Uh, but uh, Montgomery, their cor- their running back is just a phenomenal. Bottom-up. Running, oh, he's back. fantastic. Yeah. He he had nothing no. to go on all day.
1: I mean, he's probably top 10 running backs in the country, right?
0: I think a lot of people have them even, yeah, top I c- five. I even. could see them top yeah. five.
1: Uh, so what I take from this game, Iowa just has a fantastic defense, which doesn't really surprise me. I didn't, I, I haven't told you this yet. I toyed with the idea of picking Iowa to win the West this year. Now, I don't love what I'm seeing from them offensively, but what I'm seeing defensively right now is what I kind of expected to see this year. Um, they have a hellacious Defensive line.
0: I believe if you pulled Iowa fans, the defense is way better than they expected mm. it to be. The offense is way worse than yeah. they expected it to be. My my quote to the tailgate crew after the game was, our whole team is our D-line. Everything is being predicated
1: off that yeah. D-line. So, <laughs> I know you were worried about the linebackers. I wasn't too worried because I knew the D-line was so good. I figured they'd be fine. Yeah. Defensive backs. They're good. More they, than good, I, right?
0: Yeah, the, the, the linebacks look great on Saturday. Yeah. The D-backs have looked good two weeks in a row. But I'm I'm telling you right now, man, with A.J. Epinesa and Anthony Nelson and Matt oh, yeah. Nelson and Hesse, Hesse I, yeah. this is going down as one of Maybe the, best the best D-line Iowa that lines
1: that's, that's ever they're, played. They're
0: just rotating in like eight or nine guys. So. <laughs> that's crazy. So what's going on with Nate Stanley? He looks like dung. He looks like a pile of dung. Right I saw now. him
1: drop a couple passes in that were, you know, typical Nate Stanley. But other than that, he's just not playing well. So
0: no, far. he is not just stepping and throwing a confident ball. Basically, the you know, there's always conspiracy theories in the in the in depths of the, mm-hmm. of the fan base. Basically, we just think he's too much of a thinker. The joke mm-hmm. in the the joke in the tailgate after the, after the game was. We need it. We need some Brett Favre dumbness. <laughs> just get out there and just, just yeah, mentality. just just sure. throw it into triple cover just because <laughs> you think your arm can get it in there. But by the way, he, he does have an arm to get like that. Long story short is, um, I mean, our starting running back was down. We lost our our uh, top wide receiver, speed wide receiver. So they'll know what's going on there. And there which there's one a is lot. That? Of, That's Marset. Yep, Smith okay. Marset. So so he, he left the game. Left the game with a okay. shoulder deal. Nobody knows yet. But I, I just think I mean I do think there's still a little bit of you know trying to figure stuff out but if, if nate stanley can't look better than that ain't no way i was winning the big 10 west that's all yeah
1: do it. i agree with that okay
0: um i we both took iowa state oh, yeah. uh at three and a half points i thought that's, yeah. that's a loss for both of us yep i'm happy to give
1: that one another out. big l all
0: right next game up maryland bowling green maryland wins 45 to 14 over Bowling Green. 565 yards of total offense for Maryland to only 158 for Bowling Green. So something kind of interesting here in this mm-hmm. game. It was 14 to 10 Bowling Green mm. at halftime. It was 17 to 14 Maryland entering the fourth quarter. Oh. Blew the doors off. Twenty-eight unanswered points. Final score:
1: forty-five to fourteen. Okay, so part of that could be kind of the the hangover from last week, right? The, I guess the Texas game. Part of that could be the weather. Um, so speaking of yards, here's something that that stuck out to me. In 2015, Bowling Green came to College Park. They ran up 692 yards <laughs> at College Park against Maryland they only had 100 and was it 150, 158 yards in this game. That that's crazy that it was that close going into the fourth quarter. Maryland ended up with 444 yards rushing. Rushing. Crazy. I'm starting to think that this Matt Canada marriage it is finally working out. It's it's, it's he's been divorced several times. He finally found the right one. Well, maybe right? he just need to be the head man. Well, maybe that's it and I've said this a couple times now. I, I, I think we're going to find out in the next week or 2 durkin Derkin's gone. He doesn't have a job to come no. back to. No. They're going to do whatever it takes where they have to pay him or whatever and just say, "Okay, Canada, you're the guy."
0: Um, I it does not surprise me Maryland had 565 yards of total offense. It does surprise me that Maryland has kept anybody to 158 yards of total offense. Well, because the of defense offense. was supposed to be
1: weak this year, right? Right. That's we what we both I'm said uh, in, in the preview. We don't have We any didn't confidence have confidence in this, of that in this defense.
0: Um, I Okay, can you back me up with this? <laughs> because I want to try to get a little bit of credit for this. You remember me telling, like, I'm going to pick Maryland third in the Big Ten. Yeah, I remember this, yes. And I'm, I'm going to figure out who's one and two and right. and, and then uh, uh, four and <laughs> yes. five after them. I do remember. And then the dang, you know, Dirk the and stuff, stuff went down. And then I thought better of it. But I really saw th- the talent that they had on offense and well, the sure. potential. Um, they could still finish third. I know, but I I can't get credit for it cuz I did not pick it. No, you there, didn't but, pick it, but um, it wouldn't surprise me at this me, point. I mean, this team looks good. It is BS that they're not ranked right now.
1: Total BS, right?
0: They, they beat Texas and in a Bowling Green team on the road. I know Bowling Green is not going to, you know, set the world on fire, right. but this team should, should be getting more respect than yep. they are. Agreed? Um I took Bowling Green and the points. I <laughs> I saw what the score was like at middle of the third quarter. I'm like, "Wow, that's" yeah. That's a cover right and was shocked to find out that uh, I owed my my friend uh, some money at, at the end of that one. But well, good. Big for- Kurt got a big W on that one. So you did take my own. I event. did. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, I guess. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, buddy. Oh, boy. Here we close go. to home. We got the Illinois fighting Illini versus versus the uh, Western Illinois Leathernecks. Illinois won 34 to 14. Yardage is close. Illinois yeah. had 376 yards of total offense. The Leathernecks, 361 yards. I just want to point one thing out. I mean, yeah. I for the stat line that popped out the most, mm-hmm. I mean, 238 yards of rushing for Illinois to only 66 yeah. for the
1: Leathernecks. So the first quarter was a total disaster for Illinois, and they kind of just recovered after that and played a pretty good game for the last three if you recall, their first game against Kent State, horrible first half. Yep. So I don't know what's going on to start this, to start these games. All you Illini fans out there, I'm going to summarize this for you because Big Ten Network only spent, and I timed it, 28 seconds on this game in the Big Ten final. I, I just don't understand how they can be so ill-prepared coming out of the locker room. Western Illinois runs – multiple sets basically pro style though a lot of movement pre-snap it's as if they've never seen pre-snap movement like whose guy is that where do i go what am i supposed to do it wasn't so on their first play they just but that, that's what you have with youth on a defense that well stuff so is we'll tricky. get to that so western just marched right down the field it wasn't like a fluke big play their first possession five yards 10 yards seven yards 20 yards oh wide open for a touchdown they just sliced right through a Big Ten defense. Okay, now let's go to offense. Illinois gets the ball. Pass. I mean, if, if you're a Big Ten team playing an FCS team, what do you want to do? Just run it right down their throat, right? You don't have to do anything else. A running back almost did not touch the ball in the first quarter. It was a minute left in the first quarter by the time a Illinois running back really? actually touched the ball. And by the way, In the second half, Mike Epstein, our best running back, had six carries for 100 yards. Wow. Why not just start Start there. I realize they're probably trying to save him a little bit. Anyway, they recovered, ended up playing a pretty decent last three quarters, but we have worse luck than – I just can't imagine any other program having this kind of luck. Okay, so A.J. Bush, starting quarterback. Finally got a quarterback. Yep. He gets hit late roughing the passer penalty injured out for the game well guess what our qb2 left the program this week so now what do we do put in a true freshman quarterback let's look at receiver mike dudek out our best receiver ricky Smalley, didn't play injured um, Carmani green suspended lou dorsey suspended Shaden matters supposed to be our number three receiver didn't play a down this year got injured in spring out for the year Edwin Carter, true freshman. I can't even believe you can. There's enough guys to even exactly, Tr- revelation. This guy who's kind of like one of those, like high risk, high reward recruits. Track guy, long dude, has two touchdown receptions in this game. Guess what happens on the second one? Breaks his knee. He's out for the year. Really? Yes. Let's move to defense. One, two, three. Top three defensive tackles injured. A fourth one, four-star recruit, out for the year. Grades. Oh, let's go back to the offensive offensive line. Third-best offensive lineman, out for the year. Grades. Okay. Defensive back, best corner. Please, please stop. Second-best corner, out. Safety, our best player on defense, Bennett Williams, out. Delano Ware was playing great in the first game as a freshman. Out for the game. Don't know what happened. Have you ever – so this happened – No,
0: I'm literally sitting across the table from you with a befuddled look on my face right now. And by the way, that's no excuse to start off poorly against Western Illinois. I'm actually kind of amazed you beat Western Illinois by 20 points
1: at this point. But let me ask you this. So it was the same story last year. Can you relate in any way as an Iowa fan? Have you ever heard anything like this happening to Iowa
0: ever? The only thing I can compare it to is – Iowa was really great at just getting down to our fourth or fifth string running back. It it would, it would, uh, injury would hit one specific spot on the team. Okay. Horrible. But I don't know if I've ever witnessed anything
1: across the board like that. So it's two years in a row. I remember last year thinking, well, I'm glad we're getting this out of the way. This can't ever happen again. Well, it's happening again. And lovey. If you have any control over the suspensions, lift them for the next game, because we have zero chance of winning against South Florida if these guys aren't playing silver silver lining you know how much i love silver linings right you know big kurt blake hayes chase mclaughlin that's our punter and kicker had great games we did awesome on special teams (laughs) i'm not joking okay but i have to bring this up cam watkins uh cornerback targeting okay it was a big stop i believe it was a third down i'm not sure about that receiver drops his head as we've talked about many times before How do you stop he was already in the act of tackling? The receiver drops his head. Targeting play. Cam Watkins gets the the walk of shame. Guess what happened on the next play? Touchdown. A touchdown pass. 50 yard touchdown pass.
0: Somebody should keep a stat. Does anyone believe me yet about how somebody should keep a stat on when a player gets thrown out of a game for target, a defensive player? What happens on the next play? You know, big yardage touchdowns, I whatever. saw two
1: targeting plays this weekend. The next play for both of them were touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah. You, you, you done, buddy? Or?
0: I think I'm done. Okay. I, I'm
1: spent. Well, I
0: didn't get to see all that. I had I, I, texted I, Big Kurt. I'm, I'm like, hey, man, you. you know, we're having a great day here. And I just got basically a text back that said, harumph. And I was like, what's going on? He goes, we'll talk. So <laughs> now I know good talk, Rusty, <laughs> um, no line here. So at least you didn't have to lose, uh, any money or anything against the spread on that too. Big man. Okay. Uh, down to our last four games here, Indiana, 20, Virginia, 16, uh, 387 yards of total offense for Indiana to 294 for Virginia. Tell you what, Indiana surprised me here. Uh, yeah, That's a pretty good win against another ACC team. Um, 237 yards rushing, to 188 for Virginia. Uh, both teams with a turnover. Ramsey, two touchdowns, one pick. I mean, all pretty good, obviously. Stevie Scott is is the big uh, yep. story of the game. And, I mean, you really got to kind of give it up to Indiana for nutting up and
1: getting a victory. Yeah, so they almost gave the game up with poor special teams play here. Blocked field goal and a block extra point. The extra point was run back for two points by Virginia. So they they could have won this game by a little bit more. I'm starting to believe in Peyton Ramsey, personally. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think you can get to a bowl game with this guy. And I just love Stevie Scott. I'm so excited about this guy.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Peyton Ramsey maybe is one of those uh, better football player than quarterback type of deal. Yeah, um, I think so. But, I mean, as a coach, I'm sure you feel good about giving the ball to him and, and letting, him, letting him do his job. And I'm not sure that Pennix even played in this game. Yeah, I don't think so, so either. That,
1: that tells me that they're starting to trust Ramsey too.
0: All right, moving on. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, 21, Fresno State, 14, yardage almost even, Minnesota, 307, Fresno State, 299. My note that I have written down here is maybe Jeffrey the Greek and Big Kurt have a little bit of crow to eat when it comes to Boat Boy. Definitely. Um that is a, a really good win. That's I would say the biggest win so far for Boat Boy's career. I well, mean, it's got to be right. Well, I mean
1: they blew out Nebraska last year, but mm, you yeah, know, yeah, Nebraska probably had given was up was kind day. of um, so really gritty win here by the Gophers. It was. You, you know, I'm I'm watching the game. They they go up and uh, Fresno's not doing anything. All of a sudden, Fresno comes back. I'm like, oh, they're going to kind of give and up. And I want to
0: throw out Rodney Smith going out with yes. a with a, a bad and, knee injury. And they that, still did it. They mm-hmm. still
1: got it done. That was amazing. Great, great play in the end zone there to end the game by Winfield. And I love this Seth Green yes. uh, Wildcat package, yeah. which I am calling the Scott Evil package. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: I like it. Yeah.
1: Yes. Two touchdowns from the Scott Evil package, right? Um, and, yeah. Uh, and annexed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, he just—he still he's looks even
1: a little bit more comfortable this week. I would say. Did you see that play where he's rolling to his right, gets turned around, starts rolling to his left? He's under pressure, throws against his body, right on the sideline to Ty Johnson for that first down. Amazing play. That's not a again just being a play. football player. Sixteen
0: yes. to twenty-six for one hundred seventy-five yards, no
1: touchdowns, but no picks. Yeah, I mean, he's not putting up great stats, but for a true freshman, he's playing great. I think.
0: And then suddenly, just like that, Minnesota's 2-0. and uh, You know, the Fresno State game, I can tell you a lot of the Gopher fans were not chalking that up as a win. Now suddenly it's 2-0. You would expect them to get to 3-0 and for their non-conference. They're, they're going to get to 3-0. and Yep. And, and then, they still got
1: Indiana, yep. Illinois, Purdue. Yeah, suddenly. They can get to a bowl game. This I mean, it's just really, funny really how th-
0: quick things can change yes. for the viewpoint of a team. Because you know, a week ago, you kind of were looking at a lot of the Big Ten West teams thinking we're a step below. All of a sudden, an ugly weekend for a few teams, a big win for you, and then suddenly you're thinking, wait a second, we got realistic shots, six, seven wins here.
1: Yeah, I think the Gophers do, which and, is what
0: they have to be thinking about. Right and you now.
1: know, let's go back to Big Ten media games when uh, our friend Boatboy kind of gave his concession speech. I remember, I remember thinking, okay, they're gonna take a step back on the roster this year. And then he gave that, that talk about uh, this How is you, year one, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's, it's worse than I anticipated. Correct. It doesn't look that bad right now. He's coaching them up. I, and I, I'll
0: i say this. I mean, everybody knows he's a rah-rah guy, but you cannot win as much games as he did as Western Michigan without yep. obviously having some form of player development or X's and O's going on. I think he's starting to show that right
1: now. Well, and he's recruiting better than they have done in the past. Yep. So a bright, bright uh, future right now for the Gophers, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, onto the late, 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 late game, Arizona State sixteen, Michigan State Spartans thirteen. Sparty had three hundred seventy-seven yards of offense to Arizona State's four hundred and twenty-four. Mm. Um, Brian Lewerke had three hundred fourteen yards of passing. It yeah. wasn't like they they weren't moving the ball.
1: Yeah, but they couldn't run the ball. They could not
0: no, run the ball. Which is strange. So here's here's what I have written down here for okay. my notes, okay? M- Michigan State is not running the ball. Okay. They're uh not really playing all that great of defense. They're yeah. tur- they're turning the ball over, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not Michigan State No, it's not Mark Antonio football. football. No. What what I had compared it to is it would be like a you're being a you're a big Metallica fan big okay. heavy metal metallica fan okay. metallica comes to town big concert you get all dressed in black you're ready to go you show up at the concert and they play an all
1: acoustic set the whole time oh like bob dylan did at that one uh <laughs> yeah that one uh that folk festival he plugged in and went electric and just everyone got all offended okay okay so I exact like
0: exact opposite the whole point is i mean it's still metallica you know lars is still doing things and right but, But this is not what it's supposed to look like for Michigan State right now. No, it
1: wasn't pretty. I think we talked about this uh, on the last cast. The game ended at 2.18 Eastern time. 2 a.m. So that's now – the Big Ten is now 0-10 playing in these time slots. At Sun Devil – well, at Sun Devil Stadium. Stadium, It was also 100 degrees Fahrenheit at kickoff. I get it. it. That doesn't matter at kickoff, but I think by fourth quarter that matters. Of course it does. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I am not saying there's nothing to be taken from this. Okay. I still think if, well, if I'm a Michigan state fan, I'm kind of like melting down, but if I am a person looking at it think from my melting down though, well, I'm just saying, I'm looking at it from my perspective, knowing big 10 football, kind of knowing the landscape mm-hmm. of football in general, there's a lot of reasons why this goes down. Michigan state still has a lot of positive things <laughs> going on.
1: Well, the, they're O and O in the in the East, right? Right. right. Yeah. So. I mean, out, their first goal is still ahead of them. Now, I want to point out, watching this game, it, it was pretty evident to me. Arizona State has a lot of talent. They on do. Their team. They do. Like Todd Graham left that in great shape. How yeah. much? of an a-hole does that guy have to be to get <laughs> fired from that situation? I mean, th- that's a good-looking team.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, quarterback Manny Wilkins, 380 yards passing, 25 yards rushing. He had over 400 yards of total offense. Yeah. I mean, he's talented. Yeah. And I I mean, I think you saw the tweet that I put out. At at this point, because the national media was such a big jerk to uh To Herm Edwards. To Herm Edwards yeah. I'm, I'm half rooting for the game. I am too. I'm I mean, don't get me wrong. Ar- I, I want Michigan State to win the, yeah. the
1: game, but – Man, and I think Herm's a goofball, don't get me wrong, but they just immediately assume that it's not going to work out. He's not the antichrist
0: out. here the way they right. were
1: treating him in the media. And again, he walked into a pretty solid situation.
0: Well, and it sounded like it was talent that just needed a firm hand and direction and that's right. what he's that's what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz I, I think he I think at the at, you, you can at least say Herm he's more of a maybe more of a leader of men than he is a coach. Yeah, probably. Maybe that's what they maybe needed. Maybe that's what they needed. Yeah. So um, so, anyways, I had, I had Arizona State in the points, so I got the win there.
1: So I had Arizona State as well, big yep. W. By the way, we That's forgot to current.
0: do. I think pretty sure we forgot to do. I had, I had Fresno State. I had uh, Fresno as well. So we big we L. Had, we had an L. So two L's yep. in the Minnesota Fresno State. Two W's for the uh, Arizona State Michigan g- State game. So on to the last game of the week, which was our our Big Ten game of the week, Penn State. 51, rival Pittsburgh, six. The the yardage wasn't that big a difference. Penn State, 390 to Pitt's 300. Um, a certain podcaster, who shall remain nameless, said last week, don't worry so much about how Penn State looked in that first game. I looked at well, that. Well, I said that, th- too. Another you, certain did. Yeah?
1: Well, yeah. We both said, if you're a Penn State fan, I'm not too worried about it this, this, uh, app okay, stack okay. maybe you that fo- maybe
0: you followed my lead there. Cause I remember you, then you were immediately bringing out how bad their tackling was. And there was a lot of
1: concerns. Their, on their defense. tackling wasn't. Yeah. Well, young defense, but talent, right? They, I they think they're going to get better throughout the year, but I will say I picked Pitt to cover. So I, I took the L here. And I was
0: pretty confident on Penn State uh, having the uh, recovering on many. I was not concerned about the offense at all. I just like right. I just looked at it and said, their defense is going to play better yeah, in week two than week yeah, one. I think Probably so. App State week one, how that game went down, could have been the best thing that happened to Penn State. Well, yeah,
1: it could be a wake-up call. Right. right. Um, uh, so the running defense for Penn State early wasn't great. Yep. But they got better as the game went yeah. on. Um, I, Kenny, I
0: mean, Kenny Pickett, the stat, the Yo stat. So, uh-huh. Kenny Pickett's Pittsburgh's quarterback. Yep. He had 55 yards of passing. Oh, Lord. In this game. But this
1: was also a monsoon. Yeah. We should point that
0: out. But Trace McSorley still had three total touchdowns. Right. Um, and another good day for Miles Sanders. He had over 100 yards rushing. We'll Long story it. short, Penn State showed A. That they have talent. I mean, we all know yeah. that. And B, I, I, I think they have a coach in James Franklin that knows how to re rally the troops and and get them playing. So you don't think he's overrated? Do not think he's overrated. I'm That's gonna point out KJ
1: Hamler. I think is is um, I don't know if he's unsung, but this guy, he's a stud. I mean, he's he's one of the the cogs that keeps this thing going. I think yeah. he's gonna he by the end of the year. I think everyone is gonna know this guy's name.
0: Yep. For sure. All right. So that gets us to the end of the, uh, big 10 games, just kind of quickly around the country. Some of the more interesting games, uh, Stanford pretty much just shuts down USC 17 to three. I mean, when's the last time USC has been held to three points. That's insane. Uh, maybe one of the games of the week, if not the game of the week, Clemson 28, Texas A&M 26 Color me surprised that Texas A&M kept it that close. They were my
1: upset pick for the week. Okay, didn't happen, but they very got close. well,
0: very well could have. Uh, Notre Dame looked like a pile of, of poo <laughs> <laughs> against Ball State, but won twenty four to sixteen. Uh, one game that I am so upset at myself that I'd not throw some uh, coin down on was Mississippi State thirty one, K State ten. I I don't know how much longer the Bill Snyder aura. Is going to last. People stay away from betting against Kansas State. I have heard stats now of just how safe it is to go ahead and bet against K State. Against K State, yeah. I, how old is he now?
1: I, I just don't. He's
0: getting into the Yoda years. I the don't Yoda understand phase. how
1: he can still yeah. like grab the attention of his his players. Yeah.
0: Um. No, that's not to besmirch anything with his career. The guy's. Oh, guy incredible. was amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he's all good pushing 80, right? All
0: good things. Yeah. Uh kind of close at first and then boom, Oklahoma blew it open against UCLA, 49 to 21. I mean, there's not anything real, uh, uh, much to learn from here. Um, Georgia 41, South Carolina, 17. I have yet to find the South Carolina guys that I didn't even try to seek out on Twitter, but just commented, you know, like that. I thought Georgia would, you know, roll into some week five and zero, and South Carolina fans saw that and like, you know, we're gonna stomp them week two and right and I'm kind of like you you think you know well, just because you're at
1: home oh, of course they're gonna win we're at home and they did not then they did not but they they're still gonna somehow reach at least ten wins according to South Carolina many fans. many
0: people um, probably the coolest score to uh, report is Kentucky twenty seven Florida sixteen
1: this is funny I was walking my dog thinking about this game I don't even know why it popped in my head thinking wow thirty two years since this happened. When is it going to happen again? And I was like, Well, it's not going to happen this year. Probably, it could be another thirty-two years, <laughs> and then and then they win. Yeah, I mean,
0: what's crazy to me is the uh, the streak for Iowa beating Iowa State when Fry just took over and mm-hmm. you know just just killed uh, Iowa State for years and years. I could be wrong, but I think that got up to fifteen. It is incredible to think any team can beat another team 32 times I know. in a row. That yeah. that should almost be just by, statistically impossible. Just by accident you yeah. think
1: they would win once.
0: Um Arkansas got beat by Colorado State, and Colorado State is awful. It is a bad team. Yeah. Wow. That that's crazy. Uh another interesting one, Texas barely beat Tulsa. Twenty eight twenty one. Did Tom Herman cry yet? I don't know if he just had the full, <laughs> just meltdown in the press conference <laughs> after, and then what do, th- what do you think is gonna happen?
1: There? I don't know. It's I, it not is, looking good. Yeah, I just I always thought it was strange. That everyone just assumed, well, Tom Herman's a coach. Everything's gonna be great now. Yeah, I mean, literally, it was kind of like it was frost-like, wasn't it? It it last I, year? and that's
0: I mean, there's see, there was two things I have thought about that would be a lesson for Nebraska people, but of course, the le- lesson would just gain speed as it went over their head, but <laughs> <laughs> with Tom Herman to, to Texas yeah. and, and khaki pants to Michigan. Right. I mean, it's both not, fan bases were like, well, that's it. We're, it's we're, not we're, a foregone we're, we're, conclusion. We're, of course. It's not a foregone conclusion. Right. There's, there's so many working parts, injuries yeah. and fit and recruits and, and just so many things. But that I will
1: say in. I was impressed with Frost's first game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the offense looked, looked great. Um, uh, and then uh, Florida State thirty six, Samford twenty six. They had to come from behind late yeah. in the game to get that ten point win. That was a thirty five point spread that Samford was winning in the fourth quarter. So that's kind
1: of another one, um, maybe a little bit different. But Taggart, he didn't. He never he, really proved himself that
0: much. Yeah, I mean that that wasn't a higher where Florida State fans or really anybody no. was like goo goo and gaga over. But but anyways, another interesting one. So well, that's a probably a. Long enough podcast, I I would say, for a recap. You got anything else you want
1: to add, man? Oh, man. I'm afraid of next week for Illinois.